0: This is manifest mindset where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. All right, let's get this rock and rolling. How are you doing, Nick? Bob I am pretty much on top of the world right now. I'm doing fantastic, my friend. What about
1: okay. you i am um i would say i'm I'm in the middle somewhere uh on top of the world and uh, on the bottom of the world, so so on the world right now. That's where I'm at.
0: Um, on the world. You know, that's yeah. a good place to be. Yeah, that's a good place.
1: But tell me more. What what uh what you been up to, Nick?
0: Yeah, so uh, I've been out in California, out in Los Angeles. Um, it's been a whirlwind of a time, my friend. It's been a blast. So um, i trying to think where to start. It's been great kind of getting to know my housemate for a while. Um, another great benefit of that, she's got a dog. So I get the benefit of living with an awesome dog without having the responsibilities of watching it and everything and taking care of it, Um, but basically just hanging out all day with it. So that's freaking awesome. Um, But no, aside from that kind of stuff, it's just been great getting out here connecting with a bunch of people. We had an Ithaca College alumni networking night. That was pretty fun seeing some old familiar faces for a bit. Uh, Then in addition to that, um, having all these job interviews, networking with people, spending some time on the beach. It's, uh, it's really been enjoyable overall, Bob. But then these interviews have turned in, in, into fruition. So just yesterday, got an email and uh, confirmed this morning. But I will officially be working at Evolution Physical Therapy.
1: Evolution Physical Therapy?
0: Which is, by the way, the place that you helped choreograph um, or the place that you helped be um, the man behind the camera helping film for that little video we did.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing to hear. You just heard back yesterday?
0: Yeah. Yep. So we, uh, we had the, I had two interviews with them, one interview with their West coast director. Um, I had that last week and then on Monday was the interview with their CEO and then the uh, clinic director for the specific clinic I'd be working for. And they got back to me last night.
1: That's great. Congratulations. Nick. That's awesome.
0: So what you that,
1: just expanding a little bit. So, um, you're in a residency at Kaiser, you're working there full-time along with a part-time clinic at Evolve Physical Therapy.
0: Yep, so almost almost full-time with Kaiser. So right now, so correct, Bob, I'm doing an orthopedic residency pursuing my OCS certification to gain a body of knowledge in uh, physical therapy orthopedics. Um, and the setup for that right now is we have these weekend courses that are about every other week or so throughout the calendar year and great chance to learn a ton throughout that. But in addition to that, kind of the hours I'm working is I'm working three different 10 hour days. Um, so I'm working Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday for 10 hours each day, total of 30 hours a weekend in those times that I'm paid for is included with the mentorship. So I'm pursuing, so it's not quite full time. So, um, I'm, I'm persistent, I'm hardworking, I'm driven, but I'm not clinically insane, or at least I haven't been diagnosed yet. Um, But what I will say is that, yes, I'm doing part-time at um, Evolution Physical Therapy um, up in their clinic up in Beverly Hills, which is um, a real convenient location for me. So I'm doing that um, for 10-hour days on Wednesday and Friday. So I'll be doing 30 hours a week at Kaiser and 16 hours a week at Evolution.
1: Wow. Okay. That's that's great. That's uh so I'm just a little bit more curious. Um so you scheduled out to work at Evolve. Um so so when when are you starting there?
0: Yeah, great question, Bob. So I'm starting there in actually two weeks from today is the start date, I'm the 29th, my friend. So uh you know, which will probably be even closer uh by the time people are hearing this by the time we release the podcast. Oh wow, that's awesome.
1: So that's also the same time when um, you're going to be starting your residency
0: as well, correct? Actually, the residency is starting up a couple weeks after that, mid-February. So it'll be kind of <laughs> nice of so a chance for you know I'm right now I'm starting the process of um, a lot of the onboarding orientation for residency, so that will be certainly going on at the same time. So kind of when I start up for this gig um, at Evolution, that's kind of when orientation is going to be starting up for Kaiser. So it's really a nice balance.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. It sounds like you're really settling into to the West Coast. You're, you're really finding um, your niche of where you want to be working, um, especially at Evolve, because I know you were pretty passionate and really pumped up to apply to that area. So that, that's awesome. That's great news.
0: I, I can tell why why you're on top of the world right now, Nick. That's, that's awesome to hear. Appreciate it, Bob. So, Bob, what puts you... Uh what was your Lord of the Rings term in uh, in Middle Earth? What puts you uh, kind of <laughs> on the Earth? In, mid- in Midland here? Yeah, on Earth.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, um, nothing's going great, but nothing's going terrible. Um, life <laughs> is just happening. So, but I, I mean, this week I, I started my third clinical rotation. So, so basically, um, Ithaca College has four clinical rotations for their physical therapy students, and this is the third one for eight weeks. Um, and I'm at an orthopedic outpatient clinic um, in Long Island. And I wasn't sure what I was signing up for when I signed up for my place for my clinical. Um, I okay. thought it was going to be a general um, sport-heavy, dominant orthopedic clinic, because that's pretty much what the reviews um, said. Um, but going into the, so this week I started my first weekend and most of the caseload is, is uh uh Pilates, uh pelvic health, visceral work. Um, things that I'm not really that interested in and not really that familiar with, but uh I do have an open mind going into it and all of that. So it's been interesting. Um I don't think she was expecting somebody like me to be her student either. Uh, <laughs> but my, my clinical instructor. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic, um, and I think the, the eight
0: weeks will be pretty interesting.
1: So nice. that's what well, I'm at right Bob,
0: now. I, I, I hope you learn a ton. It's always interesting getting to those situations where it's like, huh, now I really got to think on my feet. Like, I knew it would be interesting. I knew it would be a learning experience, but this is uh, – we'll use the word different. Um, so is more of the patient population you're working with, do you think that's more of a factor of who your specific CI is compared to the rest of the clinic?
1: Um, pretty much pretty much um because she is in charge of the- Pilates division of of the clinic, so she takes her, her caseload is around eighty percent Pilates um which is oh wow, pretty interesting um there's every other person that comes in besides that's not Pilates is is um uh, pelvic health or or sometimes slow back pain and neck pain, which is included in Pilates um so it, it is interesting um, to learn something new because I have no idea what Pilates is until this past week. So it, it's very interesting. Um trying to really go in with an open mind. So that's where I'm at right now. So
0: like so I said it's the
1: middle of the earth right now. But yeah. So one thing that I wanna talk about today that uh maybe would be interesting to you um is this idea of especially when, when you're working with patients, um you you kinda of have this predetermined Bias when they say something when they when they do something, um, you have that predetermined uh, determined bias and then you do some testing you do some whatever and it's not what you expect for for that testing yeah. to be right. How do you respond? Because I feel personally as as a as a new as a new grad or as a student um, that's about to graduate, uh, when, when something that happens that you don't expect, it, you kind of. You kind of jump all over the places, and I personally feel like being able to just follow through with one thing and being okay with, okay, I'm not going to figure this person out. Um, today, I still have the next few visits. I'd love to hear your perspective, um, as, as you are further along. But you have any thoughts, Nick?
0: I do, Bob. I do, definitely. Um, and, you know, I think it's an interesting point where it's like, okay, we go in with an approach, then, oh, wait, that's not a typical Pattern presentation that I was expecting, and so where do we, where do we go from here? And I can talk about that from an experience I had today, actually. So uh, the woman I'm living with, she's a, a nurse that's doing very well for herself, um, and so she, um, she works at a clinic, and one of the surgical techs she works with was having some back pain for a serious time. He's a kind of young guy. Um, he's been an MMA fighter in the past, done a lot of stuff. So anyways, I went to go uh see him today and you know, kinda got free reign after part of the work day about working with him in a little bit. And so I was basically kind of, you know, freeballing it but doing my own history eval and everything on him, normal physical therapy thing. I got one of their treatment rooms and hanging out with him. And so kind of originally um talking through his history with him a little bit, um, without going into too much detail I thought, um, and he even talked about himself, how, you know, he was having some, um, he's seen on images, he has, you know, disc herniation, L4, L5, on the right side more. He thought that the pain was due to that. And certain parts about his, so I kind of told him, you know, where a lot of the evidence lies with that and everything, but certain parts of his presentation um, did point to that and did point to that based on relief, based on irritation. And so I started asking the history about that but there were a couple of things in there that eh, might have muddied the waters a little bit. So I kept asking, kept trying to see uh, then. Okay, let me go do some special tests. So kind of a la the McKenzie course you did recently, Bob, I went to repeated motions wanting to rule out any kind of derangement or disc related issue in that way. Um, and repeated motions didn't really affect him, didn't change him that much. Um, and it was really that extension was, irritating him on uh, flexion wasn't flexion didn't inherently make him better, but it didn't necessarily, um, irritate him. So that was kind of different or new for me. We'll put it, or that wasn't the pattern I was expecting to occur immediately based on some of the subjective history. And so kind of what you're saying is like, okay, my first option is next. It's out of there. What do I do now? And yeah. so what I kind of, what I kind of went for, well, Bob, let me ask you if you had that patient, and again, I know I'm not giving you a lot of detail. What would you think of checking next? What would you think of kinda of doing? Where is your mindset?
1: If I was the patient, what would my mindset be?
0: No, if you were if you were the therapist in this situation, you know, you're checking, seeing if repeated repeated motions, functional movements to the lumbar spine, um, extension. Extension seems to irritate it, more so on the right side. What could you what are you possibly thinking?
1: Well, I mean I would still further continue with, with the exam, but I mean it,
0: all right, I so, so where, continue. where, where in the where in the exam would you go?
1: <laughs> I would if if it was me and you took out all the theoretical basis of like uh, being frazzled. I would still continue with the with the McKenzie exam, just going further down, um, just different directions, So different planes or the same plane with different forces or unloaded or unloaded. Um, that's what yep. I would do. Um, so I I don't I don't think. I think a mistake for me if I was in that situation would be just to to jump to something completely different. Um, that's my opinion, but, but what did you do there?
0: Sure. Great perspective, Bob. Um, so I, I went to go say, okay, Hey, let's, um, we know that, you know, you're responding in a certain way. Let's one because the back is a little bit irritable. Now let's go ahead and kind of calm the situation down. Let's focus on another area at the time. So I went to the hips. I went to screen the hips. You know, he's an MMA fighter and everything. Um, He's got to have good mobility and good strength. So we we can rule that out, make sure it's not the hip complex that's giving in to the low back pain. Ruled out the hips. Those were completely fine. No issue with that. Great functional mobility for everything. So then I went to um, some strength testing, some other specific testing for um, a lot of the joint complexes. In the low back, a lot of ligament stability testing, um, looking at some patterns of rotation with that. And what I found with his eventual presentation and why he was getting kind of this right flank pain was actually he was having, so he was, you know, very stiff in his um, thoracic area, which um, is not the cause of his pain, but uh, it takes an idea of regional independence. Interdependence takes some... Um, stress into other areas. So he was actually hypermobile and didn't have a good stabilization method in his thoracolumbar junction. And that was leading to a symptom of, and he was going into extension with a certain pattern of rotation there a lot. And Bob, that actually ended up leading eventually towards um, referred pain from the right TL joint, TL junction leading to referred pain going down into that right flank area, which is a um, pattern that I've seen in the past before and kind of talked with different clinicians about over the summer. But it's not one that you, I, I should say it's not a pattern that I've seen typically or even seen with an immense amount of frequency. So it was good for me kind of seeing that pattern again today, TL junction going down to referring to the right flank that sometimes can refer to the right buttock area. Uh, then kind of what I did to try and prove myself wrong was I was talking with him and I we got very, very specific. I said, so does your pain start in this location? Because in the history, he never even kind of mentioned the higher pain. I mean, we kind of, by breaking it down, we got to the fact that, yeah, his pain 95% of the time starts kind of up in that TL junction area, and it's kind of weird. Um, so we I confirmed this by some PA pressing where, you know his original pain down by L4 L5 area where he thought that was palpation in that area. Unless I pushed really really hard right there, it didn't cause anything. But more gentle palpation up above at higher levels did cause some pain or apprehension as well. And so it was through this that we were able to figure it out and say, okay, we know where the irritability is. We know the movement patterns that are causing the irritability. Now what can we do with it? And let's relate to that to his functional positions his core control so we ended up doing a lot of kind of neuromuscular re-education core activation of not just the global core um but kind of relating it to how he was walking how he was moving and activating those local spinal stabilizers stabilizers in that area again
1: oh interesting okay so what i'm hearing is that you didn't freak out you just pretty much logically thought it through and checked other areas to see how the patient responded and just kept moving forward.
0: Yeah, I will I will say, you know, kinda of when I got the expect when I got the response that, hey, this isn't responding as I initially anticipated. The kind of my next thought and thought process is, okay, what can I do to one, further rule something out so that I know that hey, this is an issue I have to come back and check later for me to kinda of get a faulty foundation. Other than two, what what else can I do to find out more information? Whether it's to, not to necessarily try and intensely prove myself right, but how can I prove myself wrong in a way to further prove myself wrong so I can get more information? Okay, interesting.
1: All right, so that that was good. I I, I liked hearing through the, the thought process of of this, this patient that you or the, your friend that you treated today or you looked at today. No, that's awesome. Another thing that I want to touch upon and maybe get your advice on is—is is this? Um, I, I think maybe in in PT in general or life in general, like there's um, there's a mentality of you you get what you're given and then you should just deal with it. Um, so w- what I mean by that is is there's there's a traditional way, there's a traditional way of what clinics do, like in general. Um, and then there's already systems in place, that, and it's hard to, to change systems that are already set, right? So people just just go in, and, and the the system keeps them going, and then you just have to adapt to the system, even if you personally feel like the system isn't right. And I feel like that... So,
0: so Bob, this is... um, I want to clarify, just for listeners yeah, yeah. and myself out there, too. Is this you're saying you come in as a new clinician, or in your case, a new student, physical therapist, to a... Um, a system that has already been in place, a type of patient care in a setting, then it can be hard to change that. Is that what you're saying, or are you saying something yes. different? Yes. yes. Okay. That's where I'm,
1: where I'm poorly alluding to. But yes, that's so. Like for example, um, so my mom's clinic, she already has ways of doing something. It's, it's all, it's all like pen and paper. Uh, every, every documentation is, is pen and paper. Um, all of that. Um, and there's specific ways that she deals with, um, like patients, d- deals with insurance, um, and it's like very, it's very difficult to change because she's been doing it for so long, and that's already the process that that the patients are used to, and that the, um, that the the workers are used to. Um, also for for my clinical that that I've been at this week, um, the, the process is that everybody comes in. We have we have, it's a 30 minute treatment session. Um, and then they get another 45 minutes with, uh, doing exercises with the aid. Um, so, so pretty much everybody comes in, um, hi, how are you? Uh, and then we give them, uh, or the CI gives them a massage for 15 minutes and then do some balance training and then we give the exercises to the aide for them to do. Um, so it's, it's very, there's a, there's a system already in place where everybody, every therapist does that, um. But then you coming in as as somebody new, uh, you personally don't feel like that. That's the right proper. I, I don't want to say that's like the right proper way to do it because um, things work even if you don't feel feel like it works. But um, personally, you feel like you could do better, more, or, or better. Um, but but it's hard when there's a system like place. I, I like to hear your advice because I'm sure you had clinicals where systems to feel really fit with how you like to practice. Uh, and, and I love to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah, Bob, that's a great, uh, great point. And I think I kind of want to allude to two separate things with this. The first being that, you know, I think you have to consider that if you're there, you know, how long you're there for? Are you there yep. for a two month clinical experience, or is this like the first main job that you signed up for for a long haul? Because that can change stuff a little bit. But what I like to consider too is that, let me think of how I want to word this is to keep an open mind and to use certain practice methods as a a thought experiment. For example, in my second clinical, I hadn't had any, and that was my first uh, outpatient orthopedic clinical, I hadn't had any exposure to the um, selective functional movement exam system really at all. I didn't learn that in school typically, and certainly you take all the components, but you just organize it in a different way. So for me, kind of my thought experiment was, Let me practice how I kind of quote unquote normally practice, but let me try and learn this system as best I can. And while at first I may not say, Hey, I don't like, I don't know if this makes much sense. Let me still give it a fair shot. Let me logically think about it. But as I logically think about it, let me try and learn this system the absolutely best I can along the way. Um, so that's one part for me. I will say kind of stepping into a new situation, it's important, really important that you align yourself that, no, I was about to say that you align yourself with what fits. Um, That's completely wrong. You need to find a place that fits you well, that fits, that gives you the freedom um, to practice really, not just how you want to practice, but practice to how you want to practice that is extremely effective. And I think that's why I'm so pumped about evolution physical therapy is that it just resonates with me and it's just this great taste of freedom and other professionals that I want to collaborate with really well. But um, let me, let me think about another mentality with this. What I would say, I think you need to be willing to be uncomfortable and sometimes be confrontational about um, other clinicians in a very, very respectful way, but um, you know, own your style and have a, have a rationale behind it, but don't also, and I think you need to do that, but I think you also have to be cautious of let's not limit yourself to just one style of treatment.
1: Yep. No, I, I agree. I, I agree with the open mind. Um, And I don't want to make it sound like, so, so th- the reason why I've been uh, like making these vague statements is, is because I, I think at the heart of it, I, I don't want, I, I don't want it to sound like that I'm just a spoiled brat and that, um, I, I'm not happy with like what is it's happening uh, like during uh, during where I'm practicing currently for for the next eight weeks. Uh, but I honestly think that's just what it is. I'm just a spoiled brat in terms of um, what it comes to like patient care um, because I feel like you could do so much better. Um, but but that's that's where I'm at personally. Um, but again, I don't want to make it sound like I'm a spoiled brat, even if it is. But I agree with the open mind, which which I'm trying to, to keep as open as possible. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: and, and so, so, Bob, for you, would you consider yourself very much in that situation where you're struggling with that in public health and, you know, that may not be your bread and butter? Yeah,
1: you're right. It's, it's okay. I, I think um, I don't know who said this, but Somebody said that in life, there's always going to be uncomfortable things or tough, difficult things, and then sometimes you just have to endure it um, and just go through with it. And and then at the end of the day, learn from whatever um, that you endured or or whatever that was hard. So that's where I'm at, Nick. That's where I'm at.
0: (laughs) And and I think sometimes, too, I can almost, um, I see those situations as a challenge. I say you know what this one clinician they may not change this that or the other thing they may not change everything but what can i influence them on as being outright combative that's not going to do a damn thing but make them more defensive but kind of you know how can i logically present evidence to say hey i see why you're treating them this way and that way um and i like your rationale for this um but what about this other part Is there a way we can you know get more specific with this and or I think this because of that. And that might be a way to say, Hey, maybe you are still treating within a Pilates type spectrum or, um, treatment model, but you've got more to it. So you can add kind of your layers, your own personal touch with it. That as long as, like you said, as long as it's founded in evidence that has good results, you're working with the patient. Well, absolutely. Dude, I'd go for it too. Yeah. It's, it's, um,
1: it's, it's interesting. I, I think this is also like, like a, a topic that that usually gets debated or, or talked about is like um, you're in an environment that, that you personally feel like isn't the right fit for you, and then it may or may not lead to burnout. And then what do you do? Um, I, I think that that's a topic, that's like generally the, the theme of of this subject um, that we're talking about.
0: Um, yeah, but, but, like, I think there's there's you know long-term burnout, and short-term burnout, and it's. Aside from timelines, they're, they're very different things. You know, the short-term burnout, I've had that before where it's just like, dude, I need a day or two of a break. And it's just like, I'm doing a lot of, it might be things I enjoy a lot. It might be a lot of things that I don't enjoy a lot. I still love my profession at the heart of it for what it is, but like, I'm overworked a little bit. But then there's the long-term burnout where it's like, you just spent way too long not, going after your passion and not finding joy in what you do, and I think there are ways that we can always find joy in what we do, even if it's not an ideal situation, even if it's not, you know, this is a treatment modality that works best, or even if it's not like, let's say, Bob, you want to specialize in 40-year-old, 30- to 40-year-old, very active people, Um, maybe you're not in your ideal patient population at all, Um, but how can you work within that system to still get the joy out of it? So. I think you're right that burnout can be a factor. Um, and we do need to consider that we need to raise the awareness about that and for people to have have higher standards, not only higher standards and have the um materialistic side kind of things in what we want, but in terms of what's the experience out of life that we really want. And as physical therapists, at the heart of what we do, we're goal setters and we're coaches and we're we're motivators and we're people that can translate this. But I believe is very fundamental knowledge that we have an intimate understanding of. How do we make our own lives better and our people, our patients' lives better too? And we've got to be able to live that example. You don't go to a 350-pound dietitian. You don't go to a miserable physical therapist.
1: You're right. That is that is true. You, you're right. <laughs> that is true. I, I, I don't like that, Mike.
0: Um Is there anything else you want to add to to these two things that we talked about? You know, Bob. Um, While many times in life I enjoy a fantastic two-hour long buffet, um, that is not every day. And a two-hour buffet, as we felt before, is not always the most digestible all the time for everybody. So for the sake of those listeners out there, for the sake of those people who are like, man, I ain't feeling a buffet today, um, I think let's go to the accountability piece and get moving from there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, This episode was a very, I guess, physical therapy there be oriented um but but I think that's okay because that's just one of the topics that that we will touch upon um in this journey um uh, but the accountability piece, I have been working i think exactly two hours or two two to three hours, so somewhere in the middle, I've been tracking my time, but I don't know the exact time um two, three hours this week, and I think my goal last week was to work just two hours throughout the entire week. So pretty much what I I did was so I I didn't know where, where to move on from from where we ended the off last or a few weeks ago. So pretty much um, I had my avatar, I had my personal uh, statement, I, said, I had my UVP, I had my uh, SWAT analysis, I had my um, uh, I guess my competition, all the clinics that you were. You know, Bob, Bob, it
0: sounds like you've almost done this before.
1: Yeah. Well, well, I had all of that already done prior to to our yeah, meeting I like last week. Um, so I, I didn't know where to go next. So so should I like go to finances? Should work on doing whatever? Um, so so I decided to read. Just so we we had, as you alluded, we had a business class for physical therapy. Um, so I just went back and read all the notes for that. Um, and what I realized was I need to figure out how. To really insert myself um, into into my mom's clinic as of now, and I've been thinking maybe you can help me brainstorm a little bit more uh, because I've been thinking of it, and I couldn't really think of like a solid plan um, to to do it. And Mike Tyson would always say everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face, because or until they get hit in the face. Um, so, so what I have now is, is basically when I graduate, um, part time I'll be working at another clinic. Part time I'll be working at my mom's clinic. So around twenty to twenty five hours I'll be at a part time clinic and at a, just a orthopedics of out, uh, outpatient clinic, and then the rest, um, so the rest thirty hours whatever plus um, I'll be at my mom's clinic, three or four days a week, um, or Two or three days a week. Now, what I've been doing the past month, so the last month, I've been the front desk staff, um, manager, or whatever, delegating tasks and like um, selling packages, um, contacting insurance companies, and doing all those jazzy things. Um, so that's what I've been doing in the past month without my, excuse me, without my PT license. Um, so I've been, I, I don't know exactly how I'm going to insert myself in, but I know there's two rooms in the back of the clinic that she doesn't use as often, and I think I could just initially as like I'm not going to have as many patients uh, maybe just a couple a week at most initially. Um, And I think just me taking the back two rooms would be a great way just for me to, to get started in that area, but I think most of my time would be trying to uh, build those connections with, with doctors um, figure out the, the marketing or do the marketing that actually allows people to come in to uh, to get referrals from doctors to come in. I think that's where I'm at right now. But other than like, I like I talked about with the systems, that's that's another reason why I mentioned the systems is how do I change a system that's already been on for 20 for something years uh, where I can insert myself. So, so that's why, I asked you this question today, um, or that question, what are your thoughts so far Nick as I'm rambling, uh, hopefully I'm making sense.
0: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very productive ramble, Bob. It's about showing that you put a lot of thought and intentions into it and saying like, Hey, I hit a roadblock here. What can we do from some. And just like you said, like they've been in their ways for a while. I mean, dude, you've been your mother's son for a while and that's not a good thing. That's not a bad thing. It's just sometimes a different perspective, um, is really helpful and beneficial. So here's my question for clarity for you, Bob. Are you talking about coming up with a game plan for having you insert yourself in your mother's clinic when you are a licensed physical therapist or like literally right now? Uh, As a licensed physical therapist, yes, correct. Okay, sweet. So that changes my answer. Um, Because if you were going like, hey, dude, I know you're ambitious. I was saying like, if you're talking about like right now, you've got your CSCS, which gives you a certain amount of credentialing. Um, I know that in the state of California, with, like, a uh, certification uh, license like that, um, without needing a, like, physical therapy license, you can work on general wellness with people and general uh, strength, lifestyle, mobility like that without putting your hands on them. I don't know what the exact regulations are in New York, but, you know, I could see almost now immediately, you know, in a part of your kind of mother's system for – um, how patients typically flow for, you know, patients who are interested for a one-time free 15-minute wellness screen for them. And kind of another way to uh, enhance the holistic aspect, why you do take, you know, maybe one of those back rooms for now, just to even be in practice having yourself in a flow of it. Um, then, you know, you start taking patients those kind of outside the normal flow and see them almost like it's a separate clinic, but still augmented by additional, holistic practices of that clinic. So that's one thing I think that you could do almost immediately if there's a strong interest. Um, and it would, be, it would give you an opportunity to kind of to play with these ideas and to say, hey, let me fine-tune it when there's really a fairly low consequence to it. Um, the other thing that I can think of about, okay, I'm a licensed physical therapist. How do I insert myself here? I think maybe getting, it can be as simple as, you know, having a chance to um, meet with the patients, your mother or her other clinicians that work for her see, um, kind of doing a large um, group meeting in a way, like almost like, you know, you have a lunch hour and you invite anybody who's been a patient and your mother for, you know, an hour during lunch, you just have a little bit of food there about what physical therapy is, what physical therapists do, why um, you think it would be an awesome idea And have a good continuum of care for them to see you as somebody who's in that system already. Um, And, you know, you could plan your sessions out, your physical therapy sessions out um, that match a similar timeframe as some of the other treatments. Not necessarily so that it would, you know, follow one after another. It could, but so scheduling just becomes more feasible. Because I think the big thing with inserting yourself is you want to... Compromise as little as you have to, but you also want to make sure that it's feasible for all parties involved, so they want to be involved with you, and it's not extra work on whoever is at the front desk or all those other positions. What do you think about that? As I say that, those ideas, Bob. Um.
1: So the the strength of commissioning I, I really like that idea. That that's a that's an amazing idea, and that never actually crossed my mind at all. And and I like I like to just thank you for that because physical therapists can do prevention and wellness as well um, without a referral from, from doctors in the state of New York, I think. Um, so that's, that's, that would be very, I guess that would be like a, a great um, wheel or a great hook for people just to come in for, for a wellness screen, even as a licensed PT or, or just as a,
0: a CSCS. Um, and this, but this could even be, you know, starting out, Bob, if you guys are, are worried about, you know, how do I manage the financial part and is this for, um, payment or not? You know, it would be an easy way to wrap a free one of these in terms of like if patients ever buy like a bundle of visits for acupuncture from your mother. I don't know how that, the finances, yep. it, but it would be easy to throw in with that if for any reason, the legalness changed based on if you're receiving payment for it or not.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that's very interesting. Um, that is very interesting. I, I the the only legal question that I have is is would I be able to sell uh, a package bundle of acupuncture plus plus some like a, an initial screen for for physical therapy? That would be like a legal question as I'd a, as a lawyer. But I, I I think the the strength and conditioning the wellness screen would, would be I think something legally you can do, and, and that that's a great idea. Um, yeah, I I think yes that you just gave me some some sparks to to really think about and just to really jot down. Um, and and thank you, Nick. I appreciate appreciate you helping me out. Just word, just talk through this uh, because, wow. like, like you said, once once you're in something for a while, like like I've been my mom's son for for 22 years. Um, it's hard to think outside the box and, and, until you ask somebody else else that's not her son. So thanks for
0: not being my mom's son. Um, uh, <laughs> thanks for helping me out, Nick. I, I appreciate that. No, Bob. I think I've never been thankful for for not being your mother's son but uh i appreciate it your mom's a good woman though she's yeah i i, I enjoyed our visit down to your house together a while ago
1: yeah and then you're welcome back as what? well whenever you're whenever you're back in, in the city you're, you're always welcome back um there's just like just for you nick
0: love it bob hey bob what's there let's, let's wrap this up here you've done a fantastic job thank you for being so willing to ask me questions thank you for uh being willing to put me on the hot seat a little bit. I, I do actually enjoy it. Um, but what's the next action step from here? Where are we going from here?
1: I think it's the same. I, I would like to do another, just a two hour brainstorm and then just talk about it on, uh, this podcast again, again, it's it's the two hour brainstorm, just time myself for the exact, for the, for the time frames that I'm actually doing it. Um, and again, these are, these are, I think an actual step for me to do just sit down, um, at least for, for 45 minutes, just overcoming that resistance and then working through um, so I get a lot of time so I could actually talk about it and actually have things done um, to, to brainstorm and talk about it with you. What, what are your thoughts about that? Do you feel like I should have something more
0: specific to have some oh, accountability? I, I was actually going to follow up on you with that, Bob. I was going to follow up, and I was going to uh, highly recommend and encourage you to, Number one, I think at a superficial level, that's a great idea, and I support it completely. Yeah, I was also I was also going to add that. Um, I think I, it would be great to stay on this podcast, kind of what your specific intention behind those two hours are. You know, it's one yeah. thing to say that, hey, let me focus twenty percent on this and twenty percent on this and twenty percent on this. At the end of the day, the two hours is, hey, I've gotten a solid brainstorm but, um, for a couple different things, but really nothing else at all. I think I,
1: I want to, like, really solidify the plan of me inserting myself in because you you helped me out some ideas, but I actually want to have, like, a, a solid plan. Now, obviously, I'm not going it, to – it's going to – plans aren't always going to, like, work out, and that, but I would like to have at least a solid guide of how exactly I'm inserting myself in because that's something that I've really tried to, to figure out better, especially as, as it's coming along in September. Um, and things are actually
0: going to happen, too. Can I give you one more food for thought, Bob? Yes. So what I think, what is, as I think about this, if I were in your shoes, in your position, what would be very helpful for me is to think about this in terms of not just what can I do to insert myself in my mother's clinic, but what can I do to insert myself in my mother's clinic in the first three months that I'm a licensed PT? You put some timeline on it, you put some urgency in it. Cause ultimately inserting yourself in there is just that it's about doing it and about eventually getting there and it's going to be early, no matter what. I think that kind of helps give the mentality about, okay, I've got to make bold moves because I think it's easy to say, oh, I have to be complacent and do it kind of in line with the way things have always been. No, you've got to be you, got to own it. Then from there, you've got to come up with strategies to make it integrate well, but you ultimately have to own yourself through this process.
1: Okay. Yes. Uh, and I think also I would like to, to schedule a, uh, at least me and my mom want to talk about it with her uh, before the next podcast episode.
0: I like that, Bob. The totality of those action steps is, you know, it's straightforward. It's simple, um, but it's intentional. And it's going to work out well, I think. Perfect. All right. Well, do you all want to add anything
1: else, Nick, or you feel pretty good about this episode so far? Um.
0: I think this is a great place to tie it up.
1: All right, perfect. Thank you so much, Nick, and thanks, everybody, for for being here. Um, And I'll see you next week. All right, Nick?
0: As always, Bob Chang. You're well, my friend.
1: Bye-bye.